Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Welcome to the cafe, wealthies. Well, sit back, have a cup of something yummy, and prepare to be inspired. This is the beginning of episodes, what we would call a masterclass in seven sacred attitudes for successful and happy entrepreneuring. Today, I'm going to talk about and give you an introduction about the whole idea of sacred attitudes and how it came to me, which was way back in, in the year 2005 when I published the book, which actually the next year it was published, Seven Sacred Attitudes in 2006. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about it and how it's still relevant today. In fact, more relevant than ever, given all that we're facing in the world in general, as well as entrepreneurs. And my belief is that the seven sacred attitudes and the world of neuroscience hold keys to us entrepreneurs being more successful and happy and not selling our souls for success. So let me tell you a little bit about this and give you an introduction because that's what this episode's all about is the introduction. And then we'll go into different attitudes in different episodes. So I'm going to say it this way, you know, best way to say it. Some of our attitudes hold us back from being and doing all we're meant to be and do. And my view is that some of them even rob us of the riches of the moment, and they make our lives more difficult and complicated than necessary. On the other hand, there are attitudes that foster meaningful action in our lives, and they lead to well-being, and they deepen our learning along the way. And for me, I call these attitudes sacred. And why? One definition of the word sacred is worthy of respect. The attitudes, from my view, that bring us more fully into the world are absolutely worthy of our respect. So what I'm going to be presenting to you is not a masterclass about positive thinking, really. It's about attitudes. And an attitude in my world is all-encompassing. It includes way more than just positive thinking. Attitudes include way more than our thinking. They involve our physical being. And that's a big component of this. You know, ballet dancers and pilots are really familiar with the comprehensiveness of the word attitude. In their respective fields, attitude involves the physical, right? The physical position of either the body or the airplane. To illustrate that, suppose I told you that you went to a restaurant, whether you ate indoors or outdoors, and you went yesterday and the waitress had an attitude. And suppose I then said to you that her attitude was even more apparent when I asked her to bring your salad dressing on the side and your water without ice cubes. And if I were to ask you to stand up right now and adopt the physical posture of a waitress or a waiter with an attitude when you asked for those things, you'd know exactly what to do. And I can bet you money if you did it right now, no matter where you are, even if you're driving, you can take one hand and do something with it. But if you were modeling a waiter or a waitress with a quote attitude and you're sitting in your office and you stood up and you modeled what that would be, it would likely involve putting your hand on your hip, rolling your eyes, and maybe even like clucking your tongue and giving a big heavy sigh. My guess would be that if I said to you, mimic what it looks like to be a waiter or a waitress with an attitude, that's what you'd do. Because once we become aware that attitudes affect our physicality and our physicality affects our attitude, 
we start becoming conscious of our attitudes, we start becoming conscious of how they show up in our thinking and our physical well-being, then we become empowered to actually choose our attitudes. Just so you know, my first awareness of the full concept of attitude came way more than 20 years ago when I actually needed to slow down due to a physical health challenge. And as I began to slow down, I noticed that the process involved much more than physically decreasing motion, right? Slowing down involved a whole new way of thinking, a whole new way of being, a complete attitude adjustment. In order to slow down in every way, I needed to adopt what a new attitude which is also why my company is called New Attitudes Corporation. Back then, I looked up the word attitude in Webster's Dictionary. Back then, I wasn't using the uh, internet. I knew that the word was the right one to describe exactly what I was learning. And here's why. Because when I looked it up, and you can probably go Google it right now and find it out for yourself, attitude was described as a physical posture either conscious or unconscious, especially while interacting with others. So while I'm working on back then slowing down due to a challenge in my life and realizing that it was more than decreased motion, I thought, you know, go slow is really fully an attitude. I am different with others when I take on a go slow attitude. I stand at ease. I have a different way of thinking. I behave differently. I breathe differently. And I also found that what I call a go slow attitude, I actually saw things that I didn't see when I was in a, what we'll call a go fast attitude. Because in my world, every single attitude has its opposite. So if I said the opposite of the go slow attitude is really a, a go fast attitude, get it done now attitude, a lot of doing, less being. So when I slow down, when I go slow, when I get into the go slow attitude, I notice the sweet details of life, like the rhythm of my breath. Or if I'm entrepreneuring, I can do it in the go slow attitude. And I notice the gentle clicking of the keyboard or the way my client is breathing on the other end of the phone. Or when I go in, we have two people in this house running our businesses, right? When I go in and visit my husband in his office, I'm noticing the sweet details of how he holds his pen while he's writing, right? Sweet details or how my food tastes. So I really learned over that time that it was unrealistic to expect the go slow attitude to take hold overnight or to set up a permanent camp in my life that said go slow over the top because it wasn't called for all the time. And I also knew that developing that go slow attitude would mean giving it my conscious attention on a daily basis if that's what I wanted to do. I'd have to cultivate the attitude like a gardener tends its crops and cultivates the crops. So back then, after I saw what a remarkable difference that adopting the go slow attitude made in my life, I actually set out on a conscious journey to discover what other sacred attitudes might help me create a more meaningful life. And from that, all seven sacred attitudes were born, but I'll tell you more details of how. I began to pay attention to all the attitudes I was harboring, especially whenever I felt stuck. And I started to notice the effect that different attitudes had on my life. The more aware I was, the more obvious that the attitudes became. I mean, I'll give you an example, right? Way back then, a couple we didn't know very well 
invited my husband and me to a summer barbecue. And I I swear for weeks before the barbecue, I really struggled to remember why we even said yes. When I thought about it, I thought, I really don't want to go. I just want to stay home. I work on an idea I had at that time for the book I was writing, which is Sacred Attitudes. But in one minute, while something deep inside me told me to go to the barbecue, I found myself thinking that the idea was ridiculous and actually inventing excuses again why I wouldn't have to go. And the inner battle continued. You know that inner battle. I call it the battle between the saboteurs and the sage. And I didn't know which was which at that point. Saboteur at that point telling me to stay home. It was, you know, there was nothing to be gained. And yet my quiet, wise sage was whispering, go to the barbecue. So what I really did at that point was I stopped. I took a deep breath. I noticed my attitude, which was my physical posture and the way I'd been breathing. And I noticed I was scrunching up my brow. I was thinking way too much and I was actually holding my breath. And what I was ignoring was the really warm, calm feeling inside of me that was telling me to go to the barbecue. So I purposely took another deep breath and I made a firm choice. I would uh, use my inner wisdom, trust my inner sage, as I now call it, and we'd go to the barbecue. Well, shortly after we arrived, I sort of figured out why we were there. (laughs) Tom and Julie are a couple we've known for a really long time and they showed up and we had no idea that they'd be there at all. We didn't even know they knew the host. So seeing them was a pleasant surprise. And I had a hunch it was reason enough to realize that that's why my inner sage had nudged me to go. But there was a further surprise. Later that evening, Tom told us a story, a really great story about his recent pilot license exam. That story I call recovery from unusual attitudes. And I'll share it with you in our next episode in this series. The story was about the power of attitudes, actually. And it blew me away. The story was exactly what I needed to round out my book idea that I'd been struggling with. And had I stayed home, I never would have gotten this piece of the puzzle. I wouldn't have heard it if I'd stayed home, right? So I realized I'd come across another sacred attitude that I call use inner wisdom. Now, remember I said go slow had an opposite, which is there's the go slow attitude on one side, and then there's you know the go fast attitude on the other. Well, there's use inner wisdom, sacred attitude, and there's the don't trust anything sacred attitude. I mean, unusual attitude as I call them. So on on the one side, the sacred attitude was in the first case, go slow and the unusual attitude, I'll call it. And you'll know why after our next episode in this series, the unusual attitude on the opposite side of go slow is to go fast. And when we use the sacred attitude, inner wisdom on the opposite side, the unusual attitude is don't trust anything. So here's the bottom line. There's no mistaking the presence of a sacred attitude from my view. Once you allow one to enter into your life, there is more space for your natural self to shine, more room for you to, what I say, come to life more fully. And that is a quote that sits in my office to this day by the author, John Sullivan. He says to come to life more fully in the first part of a wonderful quote. So that's what happens with sacred attitudes. You come to life more fully. I also believe that there's more room for life to come to you more fully, just like it did for me that night at the barbecue. So bottom line is that during my journey to discover more sacred attitudes, I actually continued all my spiritual, psychological, neuroscience studies, expanded them to related fields 
spent time with lots of great teachers of spirituality, philosophy, somatic emotional psychology, yoga, nutrition, tai chi, principles of Chinese medicine, and neuroscience. And I don't just rattle those off. I spent a lot of time in each of them. They all enriched my life. However, I have found that the greatest lessons of all have come from me giving daily attention to my attitudes and how they affect my life experience. And over time, I found seven of them that bring more meaning to my life. And that's what I wrote my book about. That's what I dedicate my work to. That's what my in-person workshops and masterclasses used to be about. And now they're virtual. And that's what my work is with my clients. And I'll, I'll share with you what the seven are. The first one is use inner wisdom. The second one is accept what's so. The third one is go slow. The fourth is do less. The fifth is show up. The sixth is trust the process. And the seventh is be with the questions. We'll talk more in future episodes about all of them. And making these attitudes a regular part of my life and my business has become my top priority. I do it with a lot of attention and a lot of sacred attitude in and of itself. And the simple daily process I use involves stopping and breathing and noticing and a few small little exercises that I'll teach you when you work with me in a live masterclass and then choosing our attitudes. So that's it for the overview today and how sacred attitudes came to be. And I just want you to think about that till the next episode in this series, which may or may not be the one next week. I may have a fun person that I'd like to interview and share with you, but it will be coming and you'll I'll flag it and put a hashtag of seven sacred attitudes so you know where we are in this series. But for right now, I just want you to think about how your physicality affects your mindset, if you will, affects your attitude and how your attitude affects your physicality. So the next time you're sitting in front of your computer and you're hunched over and your brows scrunched up and your breathing is really shallow, stop, take a moment, do it a little bit more so you understand what you're doing to yourself and then slowly undo it and adopt a different physicality and a different attitude. And you'll see that that makes a major difference in how you're approaching your task in front of you, no matter what it is. So that is it for today, my friends. I will tell you this. It's been a delight to be with you. All of the information from today's show will be in the show notes, including an invitation to you to reach out to me with any questions you have or sign up for my newsletter, which will include dates of my next free workshop virtual to tap with Erica at gmail.com. That's where you'll send your email and make a request for finding out the dates. All of that will be in the show notes. And it has been an absolute delight to be with you today. So wealthies always remember success is in your nature and true wealth starts from the inside out. Yes, all the information will be in the show notes. Thanks for spending time with me. Till next time, be well. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart. Follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.